Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Welcome back to our summer replay series. Many, many people have written in as far as our podcast goes and says, these are the episodes that made us the most money. This summer, if you are like most small business owners, you're not thinking about your business like you normally do. As soon as the weather cools down, you start thinking, how can I make more money? I got to get my head back into this. I want to, through osmosis, plant seeds in your head that actually cause your business to grow during the summer. And so because of that, we're actually going through the episodes and we're replaying the ones this summer that made our listeners the most money. Last week, we started with part one of my interview with Ryan Dice. He's the genius out of Digital Marketer. This week, we're going to play the second part of that episode with Ryan Dice. So yet more strategies to help your small business make more money this summer. I think you'd agree with me that AI... It's eating the web as we speak. And pretty much what that means for business leaders like you is that it's time to embrace that AI technology right now. And here's one of the main reasons why. Automation helps us do more with less while continuing to meet and exceed business expectations. It's just incredible. So if you haven't tried HubSpot's new AI features, you should do that right now. Content Assistant and ChatSpot are two brand new tools that will immediately save you and your team time. Plus, these new HubSpot features run on ChatGPT's tech to help you make compelling content and manage your CRM way faster than before. We're talking ad copy, data analytics, workflow automations, all with a chat command. So work smarter, not harder, and head to HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. That's HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence to learn more about using AI to streamline your marketing, sales, and customer service ops. Let's talk practical marketing. Let's say there's somebody, they make pies, they've got a pie company. 10 years later, they're a $20 million pie company. What did Acme Pie Company do to grow? You want to start from the sale and work your way backwards and optimize in reverse. Gotcha. Everybody, again, they want to just go and get more traffic and get more awareness. But if you know that you've got this selling strategy that works, let's drive more people into that specific conversation. You just have to ask, what must someone know, feel, or believe to be true to be able, willing, and ready to make a purchase? What is your entry point offer? And the entry point offer needs to be a micro commitment, right? There could be something else before that, but what's your entry point offer that is a micro commitment? If I heard you earlier, you don't consider giving us an email address an actual micro commitment or do you? It's not a micro commitment. It, I'm not saying it isn't valuable, okay. but it's there for follow-up because there's not yet a commitment of time and there's not a commitment Got it. of money. Got it. So I'll give you an example. Um, somebody opting in, somebody registering for a webinar or some type of live event, them registering is subscribing, is them giving you their email address. It's not until they show up though that it's become a micro commitment. Does that make sense? Somebody registering, like, so you've got the five-minute marketing makeover video series, right. right? That I'm sure a lot of your listeners would be familiar with. If somebody registers for that, but they never watch, no commitment. If they register, but they watch video one, two, three, now you've got a micro commitment because they've given you some of their time. Now it's appropriate to make a higher ticket offering, right? A lot of people say it doesn't hurt to ask. Of course it hurts to ask, right? Just try it. Go up to somebody you just met and be like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. You know, you want to get married? You're a weirdo. You, you can't back off of that and say, oh, just kidding. Can I buy you a drink? Too late. And so- when we're marketing online, because it's so easy to hit the back button, you want to start at that entry point offer and then work your way up in an appropriate manner. So if I were designing the pie funnel, 
they'd be like, great, we've got our pie taster kit. And let's say it's, you know, for, for $9.95, uh, you get the pie taster kit and uh, shipping is included, right? So this person is not making any money on that. But what we know is if somebody buys that, now on the very next page, hey, you got the taster kit, but you know what we're going to find out? We're going to find out that um, our pecan, our cherry, and our apple pie are going to be your favorites. They're everybody's favorites. So right now for a limited time, um, normally these three pies would be you know, X amount. We're going to give you 20% off if you order now. Now this is important. And I hope everybody pays attention to this. Consumption is not required for ascension. Okay, explain that. Consumption is not required for ascension. Here's what I mean by that. Um, people don't have to fully experience the value of the thing they just bought to be willing to ascend to the next level. So a lot of marketers will say, well, I don't want to follow up with them about our pies until they've had a chance to, to taste for themselves just how great you know, our, our pie is. Don't do that. Because what we know is that buying releases chemical endorphins, right? The, merely the act of buying makes us feel a certain way and we're kind of in this zone. So what the benefit that we have in a digital environment is once somebody buys something, you can have something right there on that next page that you're ready to offer them. So don't wait. You need to make that immediate offer. Even before they get it in the shipping, in the mail, you, you upsell them right there. Absolutely. Let me give you an example. All right. Um, so I bought a Peloton. Okay. Like every other human, uh, <laughs> you know, on earth probably during this season, right? So yeah, so I, I, so I bought a Peloton. Uh, now I have not yet received the Peloton. It's like a, I don't know. I think I'll get it sometime in 2030. <laughs> um, but I, I've, I made this investment. Now that that's a bit more than a micro commitment, yeah. right? Um, but I but I'm, I made this investment. Now what am I doing? Well, I immediately go and I start buying additional workout clothes. Uh, I, I buy like a yoga mat. I buy you know some weights. You know Peloton gave me like, oh, do you want the extra shoes? Like, yeah, obviously I want the extra shoes. I'm using this thing all the time, right? right? right. I haven't yet experienced the value, but I'm in that emotional state. I'm in that mindset where my identity is shifted right? I'm now someone who exercises and therefore I'm going to continue to behave like someone who does. The same thing is true with our pie person. That's brilliant. I'm now someone clearly who buys pies online. Yeah, I know because I just did. I just, yeah, I was a taster kit. Yeah, I was only 10 bucks, but I am now someone who buys pies online. Yeah. The taster kit is 10 bucks, but the next, the very next screen would say Thanksgiving is six weeks away. Pre-order your pumpkin and your chocolate fudge pie now. $35. They'll both arrive the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. You're saying right then is where you want to hit them. Right then and there. Right. And it and you could do it even if there's not Thanksgiving. Everybody, everybody listen to me. Listen, yeah, you gotta listen to me. This is a this podcast is making you money. I don't know if you, you realize it or not. <laughs> it's making me money. Every time I get with Ryan, I make money. Everybody waits. Everybody waits. Everybody thinks that you need to wait. You don't need to wait. Everybody does wait. And I would have waited before I talked to you. You go right then. Go right then. And if they buy, you should buy, you should sell them something else. <laughs> you do it again. You know, it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. You can't overdo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put somebody through this upsell hell. We've all been there. But I I found we we have tested this. So by the end of the by the end of the transaction, I'm actually buying the pie company. Right. Uh, two. You got, you got two before yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and there are some people that will keep going, but if they do that initial transaction, then you have what's called the core offer. Then you have what's what we refer to as the profit maximizer. Well, no, explain to me the profit. What's, what's the profit maximizer though? How does that work? All right. So let's, <laughs> uh, this is good. Okay. Um, 
So you've got your entry point offer. You're going to make no money off of that from a profit. It's six bucks. Know. It cost me $6 to make it and ship it. Yeah. And you got to ship it and you had to pay to generate the lead, right? So you need that next offer because you probably actually have, have even lost a little bit of money just on the acquisition cost alone. Because maybe to generate that buyer, it costs you $20. And then to put the thing in the mail and all the other stuff, it's an additional five bucks. You've made 10, you're still behind $15. Yeah. Okay. So we right? got to, yeah, we got to make that up. Yeah, you need an offering, that core offer on the next side. We're like, hey, buy these three pies. Normally it would be, you know, $80, get it for 50. And by the way, I have no idea how much it yeah, yeah. costs, but like, <laughs> let's just say that that's, and let's say, let's say, you know, 40% of the people buy that. Now I'm pretty much at break even. I'm, I'm feeling good about myself. That, that thing that's in the third position, the, that profit maximizer, that is an opportunity to kind of go for broke. That is an opportunity because they've said yes, not once, they've said it twice. So that is an opportunity right then and there to say, how do we 10X the immediate average order value of this customer? Like, how do we 10X it? So if everything that you had offered up until this point was, let's say, $50, I would look to do a $500 offer there. That could be, hey, we've got this thing for for the entire year. You're in the pie of the month. You're going to get this and that. Like, that's the time where you just want to go all the way up to the top. Here's the best thing that we have. And the key is you only show that to the people who bought twice. The people who didn't buy either one, they never see that. Gotcha. Right? It's only those people who bought those two offerings. That makes complete, that makes everything you're saying makes complete sense. And it's counterintuitive. And now that I think of it, there's a couple experiences. Uh, there's a car wash that I go to, you know, and you, you, there's, there's like the $8, the $12 and the $15 wash. I always hit $12. And then I don't buy it. But as soon as I do that, they say, would you like to add a $3 bug shield? Well, the $3 bug shield is just the $15 offer. It's just because I hit the 12. They're like, right. you sure you don't want the 15? Because it's a bug shield. Uh, the other thing, I, again, I'm converting a little part of the garage to a, a gym. And uh, I went into a, a fitness store the other day and bought you know some equipment. What that lady didn't know is if, if she would have just said, Don, if you put this in the corner of your garage, it's an extra two grand. But if you put this corner, you're going to get this, these triceps and these, whatever. I'd have done it. Yep. I think I'd done it. But if she just said, no, nah, if you want to do it right, it's going to cost you twice what you came in here to spend. I think I'd have done it. But she didn't, she didn't say that. Yeah. There, there is a certain percentage of, of the population, and I am one of them, who we just always buy. And by the way, I did this when I was poor. I, I would either buy the best or nothing at all. No, you want to, you want to buy the solution to the problem. You're not here to save money. You're like, I'm here to solve a problem and I'm going to buy, you know, if you try to throw in a car, I don't need a car to solve the problem. So that's kind of stupid, but I'm here to buy the solution to the problem. Such a great point. It, if you, the point you made there is, is so important and it's how you make these different upsells without people getting mad. If you say, all right, pie taster kit. Cool. Obviously you like pie. Do you want more pies? God, you just bought three pies. We got this whole pie of the month thing. We weren't even going to talk about it, but clearly you're someone who's right, in the pie. Right. We know because you just yeah. bought some pies, right? The end result is I want pie. Now, if they had said in the third thing, hey, by the way, you're somebody who who likes pies. Did you also know that uh, for, you know, what, what you should maybe look at also is, is workout equipment because <laughs> pies make you fat? Like that's, I'm not here for that, right? That's not smart marketing. Or somebody saying like, that's a different, it's a different uh, value proposition. It's a different benefit, right? I am here for this end result. You, when you're making these different upsells, you want to stay consistent with their desired end result. Don't try to deviate them from their path 
that is when you can come off as like overly hypey. That's when you come off as bait and switchy. You're just trying to use somebody. Right. That's when it's like, oh, I'm just going to try to take everything that you got. Before we jump back into today's conversation, I want to tell you about Success Story. This is a podcast hosted by Scott D. Clary, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship. Here's an episode you should check out first. It's called Adapting to Life's Twists and Turns with Jack Canfield. Jack is a master of success coaching, and in the episode, he shares real-life wisdom and candid advice that revolve around the three truths that are essential to a fulfilled life. First, you want to clarify what you want. Second, you want to understand the path to get it. And then finally, third, learn how to bask in the joy of achieving it. So go check out Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. The rule that we have is speed and automation, right? Speed and automation. So the, the first bit of the funnel is the taster, the, the entry point offer, the, the piece of pie, the equivalent of the piece of pie on the stick, the, hey, let's go get coffee, yeah. right? That's that entry point. Then the next one is, this is just a normal order. It's the next logical step, right? Then what we want to think of in the third one is, how do we get them the result they wanted faster and or with less work? Right. So that's what we mean by speed and automation. So whatever this thing is, they just bought. So clearly you're a pie person because you just bought a lot of pies. So how would you like to get even more pies without having to come back to our site and buy them? Join our pie of the month. Uh, right. Or let's talk about, let's think, let's say I'm selling software. I've got, I sell software online or a software solution. Maybe, you know, I, I bought some templates and then on the next page, I went ahead and bought a license to the software for, you know, to go month, month to month. And then the other one is, hey, do you want us just to just totally implement and set all this up for you? That's right. speed and automation. Do you want to get this thing that you bought? Do you want us to include expedited shipping? That's speed. Um, I think about any time I bought anything from Ikea, the amount of money that I would pay just to have <laughs> somebody come and assemble that for me, they won't do it. But I mean, that's automation. Right. So if you think about it in that, it's not how do I just get more money from them? It's how do I get them the end result that they want faster and or with less work? Uh, that's how you can continue to expand your average order value without clubbing people over the head and stealing their wallet. Let me summarize the value that you've offered here. There was a lot, you know, scaling up mom's pie company, but where we really made her the most money after she automated and, and got away from farmers markets was entry level product commitment, $6 taste or pie thing. The percentage of people who buy that upsell immediately and think about upselling speed and automation. So automating the pie showing up on Thanksgiving would be the natural upsell. To that upsell, again, much smaller market, we're going to sell pie of the month. We're going to sell 12 pies. So a big, giant profit maximizer is going to call it the profit bomb. <laughs> Drop the profit bomb. That's a lot better, actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you feel free. Uh, profit maximizer is the 12 pies. And we, but we also want to do that immediately. And that's going to automate great pies in your kitchen once a month. And if you've got a family of five or six and you've got people coming over every weekend, that, that's not even enough pie, Right. And, but then you would say after about three, 
You need to be a little bit careful. You're going to not offend somebody. The, and also stay within the lane of solving the pie problem, not jumping train tracks over here into the, let's lose some of the weight my pies are going to put on your belly. That's exactly right. Ryan, you just made people, you just made people a lot of money. Can I make him even more? One last thing. No, we got to stop now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if I'm a listener though, I'm thinking, okay, I understand how to structure an offer, but how do I get more traffic? You still haven't gotten me more traffic, Ryan. Here's the secret. Traffic, getting more awareness online. Do you know how you get it? You buy it. You go to the traffic store called Google and you go to the traffic store called Facebook and you just buy advertising. And now everybody thinks, oh, but isn't it expensive? And the answer is, it's irrelevant. It costs what it costs. The key to being able to buy advertising online, and by the way, Google, which also owns YouTube, and Facebook, which also owns Instagram, those two companies and those four channels, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, represent over 86% of all online ad spend. So that's the only place you need to go for a long, long, long time. Right, you don't need to worry a ton about like what's your search effort, or your content marketing, or again TikTok strategy or any of this stuff. You go to the traffic store and you buy the traffic from them at what it costs, and you just figure out the numbers of am I able to buy traffic and and sell enough pies to come back and put twenty percent of my profit or whatever back into it, and that's it. Yep, because here's here's the deal: he or she who's able and willing to spend the most to acquire a customer wins. That's it. He or she who's able and willing to spend the most to acquire a customer wins. How can you become able and willing? Either you got to go raise a whole bunch of money or get into a ton of debt, or you simply structure a funnel such that you realize more value from your customers faster. Now you can pour it right back into marketing. Everybody thinks that marketing is about traffic. Digital marketing is about traffic. It's not. If you get the message right and you get the offer structure right, then Traffic is easy. You literally just go and buy the stuff. I love it. Ryan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for providing some of the best value we've had in at least a year. Unbelievable. It's a great little crash course in marketing. Uh, digitalmarketer.com. Is that where you're sending people right now? Digitalmarketer.com. That's, that's, our, that's, where, that's where we talk about all this pesky marketing stuff. But don't get stuck on the, on the tactics. We'll teach you all the tactics. But uh, where they are right now with you getting their messaging right, that is, that is everything. That is, that is step number one. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you spend a lot less money and your marketing, if you have a, well, you get more for your money, I should say. Yeah. Hopefully you spend a lot more. There you go. But yeah, marketing is merely the amplification of messaging. If you got a bad message. It ain't going to work. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thank you. Ryan Dives, what a genius. He's become a friend. He's also just, he's just got so much integrity. Every time I fly to Austin and spend time with him, I learn something. More than that, I'm inspired by him. And today, on today's conversation, I actually think he did something that helped us grow as a company. And hopefully he did something to help you grow as a company. There was probably like 30 epiphanies in that, just very practical epiphanies about building and scaling your marketing. Mine that I got was really about immediately letting people know after they pull up their credit card, buy something, immediately letting them know what other products that you have that would solve that specific problem. Because they're not pulling out the credit card to buy the product, they're pulling out the credit card to solve a problem. And if you have other products that solve that problem, bring it up right then. We actually did that interview, I think, on a Wednesday. The next day, I called my my marketing guy, Tyler, and said, Tyler, you know, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the interview. It's going to be coming out, but you got to listen to it. Told him why I thought he should listen to it because of that specific reason. He said, Don, let's 
let's get together and let's write some emails and let's do that. Thursday, we wrote those emails. Friday, we implemented them. Uh, it's been too soon to see whether there are some results, but I think there are going to be. Uh, the chance to let people know about your other products don't happen weeks after they buy. It happens seconds after they buy. Usually with a closing thought, I'm you know, waxing philosophically about some idea, but today let's make it practical. Um, that's, there's an opportunity to, to grow your revenue and grow your company. When customers pull out their credit card because they believe in you and they trust in you and you create a great relationship and they know they can get value from you, let them know about all the other problems in that arena that you can solve and, uh, and maybe they'll buy more. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast. We really hope every single episode helps you get smarter as a business leader. And that is tested. Your business intelligence is tested and measured every month in something called a profit and loss statement. And if you've gotten smarter, your profit and loss statement gets more impressive. I hope today's episode helped your profit and loss statement get better. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you optimize your small business for revenue and profit using our six-step plan. You can create your six-step plan for growth at smallbusinessflightplan.com. See you next week.